I'm your certified, qualified Westside host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you today from the virus bunker. Sitting across from me, my partner is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, still living, still killing it. Still rolling, still running, still yeah. savage, still savage, still yeah. savage, still savage. That's yeah. it. Some rocks get graded up to my pink drive. Yeah. from the red sky, my what? lady singing that war cry. We'll what? wake them up like uh. mannequins. Huh. Look them in the eyes, they panicking. That's it. Draped up That's in a pair of hot wings. Big Lucky would say. Don't leave me, check Woo! my status. This battlefield's my cannon. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And on sound. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional, engineer for the show, and as Lucky would say, smoking like a broke stove. Yeah. Dance it off. Come on. Dance it off. Come on. Blue eyes. All blue eyes. Mm. Look at you Mm. dance. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Do the hip thrust. Hip thrust. Hip thrust. Do the cabbage patch. Do the cabbage patch. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see the patches That's under nice. the cabbage. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Right, pull up your pants. We there see you skid go. marks now. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, you need to wash your boxers, bro. Come on, Sean. It looked like a Jackson boxers. Pollock painting. <laughs> all right, all man. right. Man. Woo, Sean, man, he gives a show. I'm telling you. Listen, that guy cut his teeth on Rave, let me tell you. I used to go to Raves with old blue eyes in the, in the yeah. old days. Get crazy. Oh, back, uh, back before the they called. Golden era. Yeah, that was before it was Molly. That was back when it was ecstasy. And we used to get crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, Mike Angelo. Mike Angelo Photography. Hey, Mike what? is here taking some photos today. Big Pick Mike? Big Pick Mike. What's, what, what's his theme song? What's Big Pick Mike's theme song? Man. Hey, Big Pick Mike, what's your theme song? Y'all been Damn. Dude, that came right he out. He popped that shit he out. He, that been, shit out. He, he was holding on to that the whole drive down. I know. Let's see. He's been waiting to drop that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at him smiling. That is Mike. That is. Yo. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Check woo, woo. out my camera. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? I'm going to take a photo, even if you're homo. Don't trip. I'll get low, though. Yeah. yeah. Big Mike, give a shout out. What's up, y'all? What's up, right here? The Show. Much love to y'all, man. Listen, check it out, man. We all bump people up in here, man. West Lows, East Lows, it's all love, man. Worldwide, check it out. Yeah. Man, yeah. he came He came extra he came, early. He came correct. Yeah, that was him. He's like, yo, 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 pick up, pick yo. up. Yo, what's up, what's up, yo? You were coming to Big Love. I'm going to tell you. Yo, 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 this is Fab Five Freddy. <laughs> yo, 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 this is MTV Raps. Yeah, I'm going to just coming yeah. out with you. Whatever. So I'm gonna, yeah. Hey, how do you make money, Big Mike? Like, how do they get your pictures or whatever? Yo, you can hit me up, Mike Angelo Photography, on Instagram. 
Um, right now, I'm building a webpage right now as we speak. And just getting it done, man. I've been DJing forever, and that's what you call the vernacular. But I've been doing it, so it's like my DJing led into my photography. My woman, Maria, in the back, she's doing her thing, and now we're working with y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, This guy just let it just. You know what? That was his DJ voice. Dude, man. Hey. Someone put some fresh batteries in that guy. Hey, hey. Dude, you should see Steve. He So, you know, in the office, I got these little kind bars that are kind of really for women. They're like kind junior bars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then DJ's photo, Big Pig Mike, he's like trying to open up. And most people in women that eat these little kind uh-huh, bars, yeah. they, you know, with their fingers, they just open a wrapper. Right. Big Mike reaches into his pocket, like right where I could see him, right? right? right. And he pulls out this like 10-foot knife. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, hold on, let me, hold on, girl. Let me, let me open this little tiny little candy bar. Yeah. Hey, um, dude, hey, DJ and Mike, yes, why don't you, uh, how do you talk up, tell me a, tell me a song to play, okay. to give me a song to play. That you want, that you're gonna play, and then I want you to talk it up and say, you know, like, what would you, how would you sound at a party? Oh, we'll put, light it up. Y'all been warned, man. We're ready. We're gonna play. Play Chrome Wheels by Wu Tang, man. That's what Chrome Wheels. Those are songs that are slept on, man. Wheels by Wu Tang. Okay. So, like, how do you pump it up? Check it out, y'all. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at. Worldwide. All right, check it out. Check it. Yeah, All right, check it out. I don't got no meat, but no cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, check it out, y'all. Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. Everybody in the building, wake up, go to sleep, but you got to check this episode out. How many are we deep now? 71, 73, or 74? Dude, we're on, we're on 74. 74, y'all. That's 74 times you cannot miss this show. Yo, check it out. It's much loved. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty, y'all. It's got teeth. It's got roots. It's telling you everything what you need to know and how to live your life correctly and come correct because we've all been through a lot of shit. Yeah, uh, and you gotta dig yourself up, pick yourself up again, and go all over. Cause life is hard, and you gotta be hard out. All right, all right. It's the goddamn hard luck show, not DJ. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Chrome wheels, called by DJ Mike. Mike. Yeah. What? Yeah, that is a good hit. Mike, you know what you're talking about, brother. A little bit. A little bit. Dude, I love Gotta it. get the floor pumped up. Yeah. Now that we've uh and now, now that we've woken up Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. Everybody, is there another theme song that you have locked? Oh, uh, you know what? I do, actually, and I'm glad you asked because people need to stop fucking around. Cue that up. I am gonna cue that up. Listen. You, does this sound familiar to you? Yeah, listen, you guys. Who's who do we got coming in to the vibe responder? Today we have a old, good, solid friend of mine, gentlemen. As you guys know, I've been been incarcerated a few times in my life, and uh, back in the late '90s. Uh, I was in Lancaster, Lancaster Prison, um, on the B Yard, and uh, I ran around with the dude I met from San Gabriel Valley area, and uh, made a huge impression on me. Um, He was finishing up a sentence, Um, I was coming to the end of my term, and me, him, and Tiny, who's been on the show, we all linked up together, and we kind of rolled together. And this dude's an incredible artist, an incredible 
tattoo artist uh, on on many different mediums, man. More than that, he's just a a special, good, good, solid, solid dude, man. And he has had quite a journey. Um, we got out, stayed in contact, and uh, through some different circumstances, uh, my man ended up going back and spending a very long time um, down. He's just gotten out about a month ago, uh, and I am beyond happy to see this man here with me today come out the other end. And just so much to talk about, you guys. I want to introduce my good, dear friend, Mr. Trigger Joe. Welcome to the show, Trigger. What's up, everybody? Trigger Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that guy. What? Man. Yeah. Man, look at him go. What? Pumping the crowd up. Yeah. My boy right here. What up, what up? Fresh out. Yeah. Trigger Joe. Fresh out. Hard Trigger luck. Joe, welcome to the show, Hard my man. Show. Yeah, it's good to have you here, man. It's nice a blessing to, to be here, fellas. Blessing nice to, to see here. you, uh, Trigger Joe. Hey, um, do you want to make sure you stay up on that mic so we can hear you kind of, uh, you're one of the So the people can hear you. Yeah, yes, strong, sir. silent type. Yeah. <laughs> man, this is a, man, this has been a long time coming, to yes, say sir. the least, bro. Yes, sir. Um, this is my. This is a, a very, very dear friend of mine. Um, how for a you, long time. How did you guys first meet? Exactly where did you guys first meet? Triggs, go ahead. Uh, first time we met was in Lancaster. Uh, Luck, Luck had uh, just drove up, got off the bus from uh, another joint. Um, at the time, I was uh, helping out, you know, taking care of things and whatnot, and course first thing i needed to do was be in touch with who's arriving you know so first time me luck i was actually right there to embrace him from i think he was getting you just came out the hole right yeah you i came out of got, shoe term yeah uh, how long were shoe. you down in the shoe uh almost uh almost a year so i got an adverse transfer and uh ended up yeah landing on this foreyard and uh it was triggs and tiny Hey, how do you embrace or how do you take in somebody? Like, what's the tradition? Like, what do you do? Well, first, you got to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, you know, like that whoever's showing up or you're showing up is, you know, worthy of being there. Right. Um, but business is business, you know, all, all things have to be checked out and cleared. And my boy was A1, you know, so. Dude, A1, <laughs> steak size. And A1 ready. A1. <laughs> We were in a we were in a particular place that uh, you know nothing really slides you know right uh, is a, really the way to put it so uh, these guys were up there and yeah we go through a little process just make sure everybody's on the same page and uh, let me tell you very quickly in um, these these guys were you know these guys were slanging ink these guys were drawing these guys were like. You know, I, I've I've always been attracted to artists, and uh, it was really it was really Triggs and Tiny that I was r- real close with and rolling to rolling with, and these guys were, dude, these guys were knocking out back pieces and you know homemade guns and drawing these incredible drawings, and I was just like, you know, I'd I'd seen that through the state, I'd constantly been surrounded by it, but these guys, the level of their work was really really quite extraordinary and uh you know man when you're in that world 
being creative and all that in prison, there's also another side to it. There's a side where all that stuff gets put away. Right. And kind of like Triggs was saying, you got to put a mask on. You got to. And and that's a very difficult line to walk. Wait a second. Usually one person's either on one side or the other and can't really. Wait a second. The the mask that you got to put on though, trigger. What what is the mask like? What what is Steve getting at when he says that you know some stuff's got to get put away or whatever? What well, is I mean, just be explicit. That like you know, business is business. So what, like he's talking about crafting and you know things that we do to keep ourselves occupied, busy or whatever. But business is business. So basically, he's saying you know like like we all have a, a certain standard and conduct you know that right. we need to uphold at all times got it no holds barred no you know half stepping you know we're pushing forward at all times at any given time what so, would be what would be a half step like what what's a half step so okay i get it there's a code of conduct you come into lancaster right you see big tiny which it, his name really it's mostly big because there's yeah. a big motherfucker and then you got a guy named trigger joe <laughs> right trigger joe how do you get a name like trigger joe uh, um well let's just say uh it's a whole show in yeah itself. i mean there's a show in itself <laughs> but but you know the name came from being you know i mean i was a shooter you know i was a shooter i did not got it Half step, basically, right. like you know what I just explained to you. You, know, you like, made shit happen. Yeah, I was, I was just that was me as a kid. You know, it wasn't because you were you, know? you were named after the Lone Ranger's horse. No, or not the like horse. That. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that was a line I would use though when they when when you know the law asked me <laughs> yeah, why did you call you that? Oh, because I laugh like a horse. Yeah, right? There you go. <laughs> Lone imagine, Ranger's horse. You, you, know, you got you got trigger. Hey, why did they call yeah, you trigger? Got me, that got me I mean, fucked up a couple times. Yeah, Are you not a fan of the Lone Ranger? There you go. I thought you were a fan of the Lone Ranger. I think what what's an easy way to explain it without yeah. getting too deep into it is that um, no matter what you're doing, you can't you you're never able to to forget where you're at. Right. You're you're gonna be reminded where you're at, and you're gonna have to remember where you're at at all times. Right. Uh, How easy is it to forget where you're at, though, if you're, like, surrounded by... I don't know, like, you'd be surprised, you know? Well, it's easy for someone that (laughs) has never been through it. Got it. Or it's easy for someone who's not, you know, uh, stable mentally, you know, which could be from drugs, alcohol, you know? So a lot of times some of the mistakes people make is because of that. They're not in their right state of mind, you know? Right, right. But, uh, um... You know, mistakes happen everywhere. You know, like you said, you're going to be reminded where you're at. Consequences in there are not, you know, like you're going to get a fine and stuff like that. You're gonna, yeah. You know, There's no parking yeah, tickets. You're paying in blood. Yeah. You know, so you're not going to get a black eye or check. <laughs> like it's gonna, I can tell you so. right now, man, I would tow the fucking line. I, I'm yeah. not down. Exactly. And that's really it, bro. I will fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You need me to salute? Salute. We've got to make the bed tight. What? Bounce a quarter off that motherfucker. <laughs> it's like a military, man. Right. You, you follow just, the rules. Follow the rules. Stay <laughs> humble, you know? Yeah, but you know, there's a type of individual. There's a type of fucking individual who are too big for their britches. Who will? It, it's not. It's almost like they're just waiting for you to put a rule so they can break it. Yeah, and it don't matter where the rule comes from. Like, kind of like, you know, uh, Brian strikes me a little bit like that. Where it's like, just it's not a. It's a little rule. 
And then the guy's like, I got to break that. Yeah. Use a rule yeah. there, I got to break it. Well, that's what keeps the yard busy. Yeah. Right. You see those guys for about two weeks, and then you yep. don't see them anymore. Um, but, so where do you want to start, Steve? Well, um, I, I just wanted to say, yeah, it was it, we we met up in there, and um, just, a, just a really, really, really great creative creative being i want to say um triggs was bro and a leader at the same time right and a participant um he showed up right. showed up at every level you know and you know there's certain people who excel right and he's one of those people he's just a leader from the moment I met him, just like kind of tiny is man, but leading by example, just their demonstration. Right. And listen, man, I'm a, I'm senior of these dudes, you know. Yeah. And I had been on multiple four yards, bro. I I know I knew where I was at. Yeah. I knew how to program, and yeah. and these were two guys that also had a very um, a maturity about them, and uh, they got it, you know. And uh, anyways, we, we 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 moved, and and the thing was is that, you know. I had very quickly had seen in both of these guys a lot of talent, and uh, Tiny was getting out right after I was. Right. And then Trigger was not far behind. Right. And we kind of st stayed in contact, man, and as Tiny got out, as he shared on his show, which people have listened to, right. um, we stayed connected, and he started to build and, and do some things, and eventually Trigger got out, and we mm -hmm. all linked up, and Trigger was just part of this, this plan. You know, I think Tiny had a plan really in place. And, uh, you know, things didn't come together right then. And shortly after that, you know, Tiny got uh, got busted, got violated. And uh, and then Triggs ended up, which he'll, he'll discuss, he, he caught a case. And now Tiny and me were out here building. And uh, Triggs was, he got stuck. He was stuck for a while, you know. Yeah. But during that time... Um, he really just demonstrated somebody who just was able to keep their head up, man, this whole time. Right. It's, it's like a film, bro. It's like a movie script, bro. It's, for him to be out here and he'd gone through everything he's gone through and now be on a road, this trajectory, it's just probably one of the most interesting people I have on the show or I've ever had on the show today. Right. Um, but let's kind of so, so let direct it over yeah, to... Let me ask you this, Trigger. Yes, um, sir. Uh, so... You got is your artistic ability. When did you first recognize that you had like an artistic ability? Uh, shoot, that had to be like in maybe first, second grade. What was uh, that? It was a project that we were supposed to do. I drew something up, uh, thought I did a good job. You uh, personally, what did you draw? Uh, I, I think I just drew like, um, it was like a, it, it had something to do with the uh, gold rush. <laughs> and I drew, I drew like a like an old man with a with a pan and like a prospect. Yeah, in, in some water, you know, uh, look, go, uh, looking Fool's for gold in water yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, anyways, it was too, um, for whatever reason, uh, it was it was too good for the teacher. I got a, a a note sent home, which I didn't know what it was about until my parents were told to come in, and I was accused of cheating and. No tracing shit. and wait, wait, so wait. so because of the 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 fact that the drawing was too good for a child at my age i was automatically assumed to have you know Jeez. traced it or someone else drew it for me right and i had to redo the project right there and in front of them yeah so and did you do it yeah of course you know and then like, what did the teacher did i didn't understand what it was all about like i right. was like okay i could draw again you know and i did it again 
and and my mother and father were like you see like this kid draws like we don't know where it comes from but he right. can draw you that know? same teacher probably would have <laughs> fucking put uh wolfgang mozart in prison for yeah, writing exactly. a hey you fucking cheated you know five year old can be yeah, 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 yeah. what are you doing what's the matter you Get in. don't you know that. kids can't do that yet so okay so then at that but around that point you're like oh okay i can draw and then and then steve always talks also so you got that one aspect of your mm-hmm. life right do you know where that comes from the art side uh I I honestly don't. I just know that as even as a child, like I've always had this um, how I perceive things, how I see things. Like I could really analyze something, and for whatever reason, just hold that image and pretty much pull it back up when I need to. So I'm like able, almost photographic, almost yeah. So I can like look at something and pretty much draw it afterwards without looking at it again. You know, but right. not to a photogenic type drawing but mm-hmm. i mean like i could look at something and pretty much keep that object in my head and later on pull it up or whatever you know so that must be kind of like you with just, reading right <laughs> maybe, yeah you know like, maybe yeah it, no it, it is it could be you know but even growing up like i just knew that that for whatever reason i like to write i like to draw i was always getting in trouble for Who? writing on my books and stuff like that you know is there an artist outside the the what your your normal you know I don't know. Like, is there an artist that's kind of outside your normal cultural, like, like your cultural setting? Is there like an artist where you're like, you know, that guy's fucking badass. It's got to be Da Vinci. Really? Yeah, it has to be. And that's just because of his mentality, his mindset. And, you know, like, dude was a genius. You right. Know? So Did for you me, that, that interests me that, you know, there's tons of artists who think the way he did or whatever. You right. Know? So. Uh, that's always like sparked an interest. With Dude, me. we should start calling him Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> Be a good nickname that's for him. Bro. I like nickname, it, right? Yeah, definitely yeah. suits today a lot better than Trigger. Right, Da Vinci. Yeah. yeah, and then so okay, so then Steve, Big Lux, you know, uh, Professor Luciano. Mm-hmm. He he's listen. This guy's done some inside work on studying development in in males, mm-hmm. especially especially mm-hmm. in their and they're growing up and then the choices they make. He's had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah. And a lot of friends that have done different. And he's got the fork in the road doctrine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Which is yes. he says that around, you know, middle schoolish, mm-hmm. right? There comes a point in a young man's life. 12, 13 on the, in the eighth yeah. grade. Yes. Right. Where, Junior high. Right. <laughs> Sixth to the eighth grade. All your biggest decisions are being yep. made right there. You right know? when you start sprouting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when you. In my example, in my experience, this is when you either go left or go right. Right. So you have this moment where you're going to make a choice. The, I'm going to follow the correct path, which mm-hmm. by the time you're in that zone. Well, first, let me just ask you this. Trigger, does that hold true for you? Like, do you feel like that's correct? Well, the correct path for me would have been a path that most people wouldn't deem correct. What do you mean? So for me, you're saying like taking that correct path was the path that I took because that gang culture that I grew up in was correct for me. In in my mind at the time growing up, what I'm seeing around me is normal. So taking the path that I took was correct for me. You were just following into what? I'm doing what what was instilled in me. I'm doing what it seems normal to me, you know? Okay, well, all right. I see that. That's normal. But let me ask you a different question then. Mm -hmm. Is what you're saying to me 
that nowhere inside of you, as you were taking that normal path, there was no voice inside of you that kind of knew, like, you know what, this is bullshit, or it's fucked up, this ain't right. Nah, not at that point in time. Wow. Steve, grew, what about I you? I grew up around violence. I grew up around violence. I grew up around, you know, drug transactions gone bad. And, well, let me you know, I- so to me, like I said, that's that was normal. It's not. It's- so, when, so, so, you know, in a pre-interview, when we had some other discussions, you had mentioned that part of it or part of it was right around that time that your father passed. Correct? Yes, yes. And how did he pass? He OD'd. He on? overdosed on heroin. On heroin. And yeah. how long had he been using heroin when you were growing up? Oh, uh, he um, all my life at that time. Mm-hmm. Which you know, mm-hmm. he was he was using heroin. I, w- I would say maybe out of uh, high school. You know, that was the era of sixties, seventies for him. So, you know, they he got he got addicted to heroin young. So when I was born, you know that like I said, I was born into what he was going through. Him and my mother, you know, so. Did it ever occur to you in your childhood at that point? Like, was there any point that you were like, I wish my dad wouldn't do heroin? Oh, yeah, definitely, you know. Like, the first time I had to bring him back. You know, when I had another kid come run to my house and tell me, your father's dead in my bathroom, you know what I mean? And and I'm nine years old myself. (sighs) Have to run over there, help his older homies bring him back. That's when I was like, you know, Maybe this isn't right, you know. Maybe this isn't, you know, the the way to live or whatever. But at that age, you're you're following suit with what your parents are doing or what your surroundings are, you know. How does it feel? How did you? Feel? I, would, I, I would. I just walk in. I would say that like that initial feeling is horror and terror. Oh yeah, definitely. But as it wears off, like fear wears off. Doesn't matter what I it is, up. it wears off. It becomes almost n- yeah. It becomes normal. Normal now. Know, like it's, that's what I'm saying. So, but even in this the is jug- going on at nine. By the time I'm thirteen, fourteen, what you're saying that you know correct path. I was on the correct path. I was active. I was a gang member. So I was the wrong doing my path. Thing. So to me, I thought I was on the correct path. Well, let me ask you this: in, <laughs> in 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 that perspective, what's the what's the wrong path then? The wrong path, and in at that time, yeah, yeah, would to be doing the correct thing, which what I would think is now what I'm talking. You know, like now I would say like the 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 right path is what was the wrong path for me then that's interesting you know what i mean was which was to be you know a productive citizen you know going to school all the stuff you don't want to do when you're you know living that type of lifestyle check that out steve so so you do you have you have um put your finger on something right the fork in the road doctrine mm-hmm. and da vinci or trigger joe has added a, a wrinkle or a complication to that. And that is, yes, in middle school, there's a fork in the road, a, a right path and the wrong path. But also, it's dependent on what you've learned. Absolutely. Or what you've been exposed to. Which is know? what you learned. Yeah, what you learned. Yeah. So, my, so, so think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. So think about this for a second. For you, right, mm-hmm. was that fork in the road... Did you know that it was the wrong path in your fork? Well, let me just say this, and I've said this before, that every decision that I've made, yeah. even in the midst of the decision, if I took the action, I only took every action that I thought was the right action. Was right, yeah. And I'm a firm, real believer in that, bro. Like, 
I wouldn't have taken the Aggie, even as insane as it may sound, as crazy as it may, as it may sound to somebody else. Yeah. To, in my head, it was the next right action. Yeah. Okay? But is there a conscience to it? Like, okay, I didn't grow up the way... I, okay, I didn't grow up with the exact same things that, that Triggs might have grown up with. Okay? Right, right. There are elements to it. Right. Certainly my dad and mom weren't shooting dope. Right. Well, they drank. My dad drank a little bit um, and weren't from a gang. Okay. So I started picking up that culture as I started coming into the neighborhood. Right. But my dad was always doing like some scam type. He was involved in some moves, man. Some like robbery shit that he had set up, yeah. lying all the time. And and then we'd go into places, bro, and he'd see some shit, dude, and he'd pull the price tag off of something and yeah, stick it on it. and go right up there and be like, yeah, you know, like, that's two dollars and like, it was like, 20. Yeah. Like, and so as I did that shit, I have to say, I did not think it was wrong to do that shit. I did. I thought that and lying and, and stealing and like this stuff, I didn't think twice. I thought that was just the way life goes. Hmm. So if I were to like enlarge that to what he's talking about, it would just be like, this is how you get through life. I've been modeled. This is how. This is what. Whether it works or not, this is how you do it. Yeah, but you know what's interesting about what you're saying is, is because I'm thinking about my situation now. Look, <clears throat> I'm not saying that there isn't for me a conscience to yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I and mean. And at a certain age, yes, bro, yes. But it, we're also talking about an age where it's a very a rebellious age. So the the, the right thing doesn't even fuck. It. I'm going to say fuck you to the right thing anyways, which is just going to solidify more of me doing the wrong thing. You know what? I, I'm listening. Well, your con- your conscience matters. It, I mean, that has a lot to do with what you're saying because a, a, a six month old baby has a conscience. Just because it can't talk doesn't mean it doesn't. It's not their conscience. Hey, my daughter's nine months, you know and I, mean? I can guarantee and, you are hundred percent right. You know I mean? <laughs> and it's true, you know. So, yeah. so it boils down to where's your conscience at at that moment in time. Well, listen, you know listen, I mean? so listen, so listen, so listen, so listen, so listen. So, yes, Steve, I understand. So, first of all, this is Steve's doctrine. Yeah. I kind of, I subscribe to it, but I'm it's Steve's. It. Okay, so when you're like, you're saying, I'm like, hey, listen, your honor, <laughs> I didn't say this. I'm just, I baked it <laughs> No, But, okay, so this is an interesting dynamic that we got going. So, Steve, I understand what you're saying, too, which is like, look, it was, and I think partially now we're getting hung up on the definition of what we mean by right or correct. Okay. Uh, society's definition of right and wrong so 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 steve's saying like look a lot of the let's say skullduggery that i was involved in at the time it seemed like the right decision meaning given all the options that was that seemed well i wasn't doing it because i didn't think it was the right decision right and then triggs is saying like yeah and you know what kind of how things were defined at the time that seemed like the right decision but we're also all acknowledging, like, uh, you know, there's a conscience aspect, which, which is, it somehow supersedes what you know and what you've learned, mm-hmm. right? There's an instinct of some kind or something. And I'm, I'm going to add my piece because, you know, I grew up on an Indian reservation, mm-hmm. okay? That shit was wild. And my dad was wild. And I didn't have a mom. And he was drinking all the time. And there was a point at which, mm-hmm. right? He, nobody ever came and said to me like your dad's dead. You got to mm-hmm. come help bring him back right, to life. Right, okay, right. that's trait. That's but definitely, my dad has passed out mm-hmm. in public places, gotten into blackout fights. Mm-hmm. Right when I was nine, you know, woke up 
uh, with you know women crying with their clothes off and my dad's passed out and I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and I'm like eight and I know it ain't good. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened, mm-hmm. but I know it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Right? All that kind of shit. Which for me was humiliating. Mm-hmm. Like on some level I was humiliated. Like yeah. I'm like, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. And then on another level, I can recall myself saying, I'm never gonna drink. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I see what it's doing to him. And then on another level, I started drinking. When I got drunk, I was like, oh, so this is what it's about. It took a long time for me to give up the alcohol after that. Yeah. So, but when I picked up the drink to drink, there was some aspect of me. Now, what I had been shown by society and by my dad was that that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You work real hard so you can get fucked up. And I'm getting fucked up in an illegal way. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not getting crazy. So I was I was raised to be an alcoholic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And conditioned. Hit, conditioned. That's a great term. And yet, even during all those times, I know for a fact there's always been a little piece of me that like was like, that's not exact. That's not. Mm-hmm. It might be what you have to do right now, but it ain't right. Yeah. Now I'm asking you, do you did you have that at all or not really? Not. I don't believe so until after the fact. What does that mean? You know what I mean? So you know how sometimes, you know, someone could say something to you and you might just backhand them. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after you you're might. like, oh, I should not have did that. Right, right, right. So, I mean, there's not that recognition, but at that point it's too late. So And that, that becomes something that's a trait in you that, again, it's your condition to react that way. Right. You think it's right if right. this man called you a bitch and you slapped the shit out of him because no one's supposed to talk to you like that. Right. But this man might not be raised the way you From were, that, right. he's not on your, you know, same uh, uh, rules and guidance. So, so right. he doesn't know better, you know. So you might think later, like, man, I shouldn't have done that. He doesn't know not to talk to me like that or right. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He don't know I got an ego that big, you know. Right, right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. But, but you know, you don't, you, you know, it's not until after the fact. So that's one of the things through my 15 years that I started to understand that I have that ability to you know, stop that millisecond before slapping that individual or reacting, you know what I mean? Impulse. Before before I didn't I didn't know how to control emotion with an action. Now I could have plenty of emotions, you know, and hold them, analyze them and then let them go, you know. <laughs> There's a pause or button in between. There's could, some space I, I, between. I never had a pause button. I was always, you know, forward full steam ahead you know what I mean stay the course right you know and part of that is why I was able to make it here you know but you know it it could be it could be a positive it could be a negative yeah it's interesting so let me ask you this then so how old were you when your father passed uh 13 I was 13 years old And and like I said had already been going through all the domestic you know violence of you know things he's done to my mom, my mom and yeah. stuff. You know, it's such, uh, such. I mean, I've seen not even man. that. Like I, I've, I've watched my father. You know, like uh, pistol whip fools. You know, rob stores. They wait right here in the car. He hit a lick, whatever. You know, like I went through it all, man. Real young, real young. I was in gang meetings at a young age. You know, eight, nine years old. So again, like that was normal for me. You know, thirteen. And- man, I was soaking up everything at thirteen. 13 is just, just, just such, it's been for me, and then raising my son, and then just paying attention to yeah. young men. 13, man, 
bro, if the cards ain't stacked exactly right, yeah. there could be some trouble oh, at 13. Yeah. So, so what was your, like, how did, what was your emotional, like, so how did you find out that your father passed? A uh, phone call, a phone call late at night, you know, one o'clock, two in the morning, some, I heard the phone ring. We had multiple phones in the house, so when my, I believe it was my grandfather answered the phone, I had picked up another phone in another room and just overheard uh, somebody telling him, you know, like, I need to come over, I have to have a talk with you, get a, a pot of coffee ready, you know, and when they hung up, I already knew what it was, you know, like, it, it's just something that you're, I had already been anticipating. Right, you know what I mean. So, you had you had already known. I mean, that. by that age, I already know there's only you know, and the only thing's going to happen is it's like an impending danger. Dead. Yeah, you're ending up dead, or you're going to end up where my mom is, which is in prison. So, you know, Man. I kind of already knew what was coming when. What did your grand? What was your grandfather's view on your dad's activities? I mean, did your grandfather feel responsible for for raising your dad in such a way that he would? No, nah, it was. I mean, my my grandfather that I know that that I know. Yeah. my grandfather is not my biological grandfather. My father's father was murdered. Holy right. Shit. So this is this violence. This circle has been going on in my family. You know for for quite some time right you know so the as far as like but what my grandfather that i know to be my grandfather you know he's been with my grandmother over 50 years got it he raised them to the best of his ability he's a really really good person you know like yeah uh architect engineer helped design the bonaventure in downtown la you know, like he's a good he's a good a really good man you know wow a war vet all of that but it sounds very successful you know, it, uh, and outside again, here that you, world okay so you have this dynamic where you have somebody like that success nice family whatever and yet you know my uncles were still that's not enough so right. what i always tell people is that hey you gotta understand when you have these kids who don't have their parents or whatever and you say well you know they got their uncle taking care of them or they live over here and that's mm -hmm. a nice house or whatever it doesn't matter there's nothing like you having your own parents you know what i mean even if you know your parents are doing wrong you still want yep. to be there with yep. them 100%. right thick and thin no right. matter what yeah and when you don't have that and the rest of the world doesn't you understand that Again, that just set me on a path where I just started. Uh, uh, you know, my decisions weren't weren't the best decisions. You know, you know what, man? You can I, relate to that. I always you can say relate fuck to that. that. I, absolutely, I always say fuck that because mm -hmm. because I agree with you, Trigger. Like um, a baby, right? Mm -hmm. be, be, when a baby's come into the world, right? They have all the experiences. They can mm -hmm. feel. Light and dark, mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff. They have the right? connection to their mother or father as well, too. But they don't have language. Mm -hmm. They don't have language. Yeah, they don't so they don't it. know what to call it. Now, I always try to get, like, I try to get my wife to think like this. And she's always like, listen, I got to do shit. I can't be thinking. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. But I'm always like, dude, listen, I'm like, think about the period of time it takes before the child starts to learn language. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this is my head. This is my foot. Right. And think about how much it, 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 you you so rely on language that it almost seems like a given. Like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's my head. This is my foot. But imagine going through like a period of a, a minimum a year mm -hmm. where you don't even know what that's that, that that's even a section of a body. Mm -hmm. You have no, you know, no 
ability to analyze. You have no mm. ability to cut it down into smaller parts and mm. say, oh, my foot is for standing, my head is for thinking. Yeah, none none of, that, of that, right? Nope. Yet you're still having all the experiences. You're mm. seeing things. You're feeling mm. things. You don't even know really that your skin might be the outer limit of your body. Mm-hmm. Like that's something you don't even think yeah. about today, right? So while you're going through that process, you're having experiences with the mother and the father. You mm-hmm. might not even know like that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. That's such a primal pre-language thing that I agree with you trigger that later in life mm-hmm. when they go away. Right. And then the world's like, yeah, but you had, you know, so and so. No, it's there's like, something missing that no same. one can pinpoint. Right. Except and, that individual. And I'll tell you what, in me, it, it created an anger in me when people would would say that. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep. And they didn't want to talk about the truth, which is like my mom, like abandoned me and she's alive. Mm-hmm. Like she could she could she could call me up right now if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. What the fuck does that say? Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. I mean, no matter how much I want to be proud and, and achieve, somewhere deep inside my fucking cellular whatever mm-hmm. is the question of, am I a piece of shit? Yep. Maybe I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, why what did she, I do? Why, why wouldn't <laughs> she still? Yeah. yeah, because you would talk about times where people say the mother, a mother's bond. Yeah. Right. And he yeah. would be like, that's bullshit, yeah. bro. Right. Uh, uh, I went through that. You did know, you? My, my mother, you know, like I said, she was in prison when my father died and didn't even know he was dead until a year later. Right. You know what I mean? So, again, like, I, I, you know, like the way I, when when I have to tell her, you know, it was to me it was just like, what the hell, like, who who does that? You don't even know, you know, like you're asking me where's my father at? He's dead. He's been dead. <laughs> you How know what I mean? So you? that, like you say, like that right there is kind of it, it. It fucks you up because you're like, man, what what are you on or what did I do yeah, that right. that I got explained to you this shit? You know, like uh-huh. right. And, the role and, and is and all that anger, up. Right. Like you the said, that anger is building up. That anger is building up. You and know? so, does that anger does that help motivate you to be like, well, obviously the world's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reality is, is most of this shit is bullshit. Most people are living like some kind of lucky thing, mm-hmm. right? They're in they're, they're like, what they think is real is really not real. Mm-hmm. Everything that really happens, so fuck it. Yeah. I got to take control myself. Or they got dealt a better hand than me. Right, but it's all chance. Yeah. It's a random fucking, right? right? right. Somebody's up there spinning a giant cosmic <laughs> wheel yeah, yeah, with absolutely. different uteruses on it, <laughs> right? And you're just getting slotted to a random uterus. So then, um, so then tell me about the early, so then you decide, fuck it, I'm a man now? Yeah, I mean, shit, who's going to tell me otherwise? Right. I mean, if you're if you're taught that your parents are the authoritative figures at that point, and like you said, the roles are fucked up. You know, everything's fucked up. I'm, I mean, might as well start fixing shit for myself. You know, so right. I started right. doing for myself by myself. You know what I mean? Shit. It, uh, at that point, you know, it, it's like it's it's one of those. Uh, uh, I'm in it to win it, do or die. You know, like, and and at the point that my father left, where I picked up by myself was with, you know the homies from the hood and yeah. shit, and most of them older than me. So, uh, again, by the time I'm able to, you know, start doing things like when I met Luck, I've already had that schooling that, you know, uh, f- from from my older homies. Where, so I was able to conduct and carry myself in What's, a specific manner because of that, you know? Right. 
you were uh, he'd been conditioned to, for that. Yeah, exactly. right, you, dude, he was. You know, a, and that's uh, what I leaned on though, because achiever. already, like already there. going through that with right. my father, and yeah. he leaves. You know, it's just like a you know a child whose father might pass away in the military or something. Right. He may want to, you know what, I want to join the military too because like, that's what my father was doing. You know, and, it's like Leopold Mozart. Leopold Mozart mm-hmm. was a musician, a court musician, and a great musician. Had written a book on how to play the violin. Mm-hmm. So his son is going to go into the music business too. Turns out it becomes a genius. Wolfgang Mozart. Mozart so basically yeah. you're the Wolfgang Mozart of the neighborhood. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the process? Roll with that. Hey, so was there an initiation process for you to officially be, uh, be with the homies in the neighborhood? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you go through the basics, you know. You like, get, what was the you basics? Because you know what? You're we got a lot ass of candy-ass motherfuckers. You know? yeah, you're we got a lot of tough-talking candy-ass motherfuckers that listen to this. You're going to get tested, you know. You're good, so when you're you got your get... app, hey, so how many people That's another ass? form of conditioning. You right. Know? Like, you got you yeah. shit. Hey, like, so how many people whooped your ass? Shit, I got my ass whooped plenty of times. Right. But I've handed them out, too, you know, and that's what it boils down to. You got You got to take them like you give them you know and that's when people will start to see like all right well we're gonna be a little bit more accepted it doesn't matter who you're related to whether you know right. my parents were from the hood like nobody cares about that shit doesn't matter you know yeah. like yeah. you're gonna be your own man now you know so right that 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 gets what's the secret let me ask you a different question trick what's the secret to f- fucking fighting like 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 what do most people <laughs> don't know the realities of fighting what's the real secret to it Choosing them. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best answer, bro. I've right, heard, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. much trying to choose the ones where I'm a win. You yeah, choosing battles real careful. <laughs> Listen, the crowd loves that, yeah, bro. That's pretty smart. Yeah. That is the best answer you're gonna get. What? You know what? And what's funny about that? I read a book on arguing uh-huh. um, by a famous um, uh, de- debate master. Right, this debate master at the first chapter, he said, uh-huh. he's like. If you want to be a great debater, the first thing you do is you only choose debates that you're going to win. <laughs> or you change the question so right. it's at least fair. Right. Like, there you go. Like, cause, so, man. That's trigger. diplomacy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At a high that's level. It. Yeah. yeah that's all you, that you know what, man? We might need to write a book. You know, the world according to Trigger. <laughs> he's already got one. So both, like, he's got something yeah. going. I got to tell you, man. I got to tell you, that was a genius advice. All right. And then, and then the other thing is, because a lot of guys that we talk, that I talk to anyway, I don't know. Well, a lot of guys I roll around with are, you know, Facebook tough guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like talking to big ones. Social media shit. Yeah. They're always <laughs> like, yeah, I want to see them come down here. Okay, well, where's your address? Oh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, what? And then losing a fight, there's no shame in actually losing. I mean, it hurts, but there's no shame in losing. Like, you're going to, no matter how tough you are, sometimes you're going to lose a yeah, fight, right? Absolutely. Nobody's winning them all, no. you know? Right. Even if it ain't a physical fight, you know? Right. Life's going to kick your ass one day or another, you know? And, it, and in saying that, and in saying that, bro, and I'm going to say this because this kind of <laughs> pertains. It's like, ultimately, like in the hood, you, you always want to ask these questions about people getting jumped in the hood. A lot of yeah. my guests are all coming up. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I ain't seen anybody get jumped in yet that won. Yeah. Right. That, the the yeah. whole thing is for you to, it's about what you do with the loss. How That's you, what people are watching. Right. 
Did you go down swinging? Yeah, did you ball up? Right. Did you ball like that's what everybody's <laughs> looking at your process. And in reality, man, it's like Hold on one second. I got a, I got a client calling. Let, let, let's do this live. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. Um, I'm in the middle of something w- with my <laughs> wife and my daughter, but what can I, what, how can I help you? What, what, is, can I, what do you need? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll, 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 when I get to the computer, I will look at your email and then I'll, and I'll respond to you. All right, thank you. All right, bye. That's real. Should have thrown in. I'm with my grandson too. They really, really. <laughs> um, so what I want to say was that it's uh, it's there's something about that, bro. And when you're talking about the fighting, it's you don't know. We don't know what kind of we had an idea of what kind of champion Mike Tyson was right. until he suffered his first loss. Yeah. Until that's, he had to fight. That's until he right. actually had exactly, to fight. Exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. Because up until then, he was He's just beating you up, right? You out. Nobody fought him. <laughs> and it's all about you can't know. It's it's like you can't know your light unless there's darkness, right? How can you know self? You can't exponentially know. No, that's right? so true. So there. How do you know you're dealing with a champion? Mm-hmm. If you're just winning, if you're just winning, that's just habit, bro. Like, it's yeah. just, okay. And so to fast forward that process, that's what kind of getting jumped in the neighborhood is. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, we need to find out where you're right at. now. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to nip this How in do the you butt respond, today. dude? How do you respond? And, like, it's even like when yeah. you go to the joint, you get busted on a case. And like, that's that half step that you were asking about. Right. I went to Maybe. the joint a couple times with crimeys, but they didn't find out who them dudes are like you know what i'm saying like these pressures that come up how are you going to respond bro and when people are paying attention to you that's how you find out who they are is this dude going to crumble is this guy going to stand up and i think that uh you know there's a there's a that whole neighborhood thing there these things are all built for reasons bro there's a method to the madness well so so that's not much different than when the american indians like if they want if you if some people a lot of people they just kill they were like, yeah, you, you ain't shit. We're going to kill you. Right. But some, even some white people got to join the tribe. Mm-hmm. Right. But in order to join the tribe, you got to run the gauntlet, yeah. Yeah. the test. And then everybody in the village would line up on both sides and whip the shit out of you as you white. And if yeah. you died or pussed out, fell down yeah. on the ground and balled up. So like be it. Then, <laughs> then, it's, then, you, then you don't have what it takes to be a part of the tribe. Yeah. Right. But if you did pull it off. If you could go, even if you crawled your fuck, broken ass down the thing and it was ugly and bloody, but you got you to made the it. end. Right. You made and it. You made it. And you got what that's it takes. It. That and matters. that's the same thing. It's the exact same thing, brother. Yep. That's what matters. So th- that's interesting. So um, I think a lot of people need to hear that because I think people, and it's not when even. You, and when you, and we, excuse me for interrupting. Go ahead. You, but when you put it that way, that just goes to show how society loves to see people suffer. Mm-hmm. Just to see what that person is capable of. And sometimes it's because we're, we're afraid to push ourselves to that limit to see what we're capable of. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Because why would you, like, let's just say, regardless what, you know, we know what the tribes went through. Yeah. And yet they still wanted the opposition to suffer before accepting them. Right. 
So there's still that want that, you know, a lot of people have in them where you want to see people suffer, whether you try and use paint the picture that, well, your purpose for suffering is to see this. Right. You can't justify that. At the end of the day, you want to watch someone suffer just like the next person does that you would say, oh, this person's evil because he likes to see people suffer. You know what I mean? Yeah. We do that to each other a lot, even on social media, you know, bullying, all that. You know, those people that are doing that are doing that because they like to see people suffer. You know what I mean? That's so part of part, part of that is just, you know, like that old saying, misery loves company. It, it you know is. I mean? So if I'm part of a, a culture where I got my ass whooped and you want to kick it with me, hey, you're going to get your ass whooped too. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that extends that. Okay, so number one, there's definitely an enjoyment all on its own. So misery loves company is true. But misery loves company also gives the excuse or the rationale that like, well, they're miserable too. That's why they want to watch it. Yeah, that's why they're here. Right? And, and while there's an, there's an aspect of truth to that, it doesn't really own the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, well, we're all miserable, but we're going to watch you be miserable. Mm-hmm. We all are. There's one aspect. And I don't, think it, I, don't think it's as, I don't think it's as courageous as embracing the other aspect, which is even if you're having a good time, mm-hmm. even if you're living high off the hog, even if you're Jay-Z, you still want to watch people suffer. You're not even miserable, but you want to watch people suffer. And then somebody will be like, yeah, but they're miserable inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the truth is, is that there's a part of being a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know about you guys, but there's, so, in, dude, I see it in my daughter. My, my wife's going to kill me. Nine months old. <laughs> When I let her, and I was watching her, I wasn't letting her put it on her head, but she was playing with a plastic bag, right? Mm-hmm. And there's split seconds when I watch her pulling on the plastic bag and trying to break it. Like she's trying yeah. to break the fucking thing. You yeah. see her. And there's a little bit of an enjoyment <laughs> yeah. there. Like, first she's like, like, like on one day, she's like, burn, burn. burn. She's burn. <laughs> and then when she's like, when we're in, and then she's trying to pull on the plastic bag, she's like, I'm gonna break this motherfucker. <laughs> I just feel like breaking shit. I just yeah. feel like breaking some yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. So there's a yeah. kind of a there's an enjoyment for for that, and I yeah. agree with that. I mean, that's I believe that's what yeah, boxing and UFC. Yeah, that's I, people all, are sub, on the subconscious level, you dude. Know? <laughs> I got so many nudnik friends when I'm like, come on, you just want football. Wanna... We were, all, yeah, I mean, us I being mean, raised yes. in football. Come Lay them out. Lay them out. You, you want to see like... a fucking <laughs> sick ass <laughs> hit? You got yeah, a coach yeah, telling a, a ten year old, yeah. hey, knock his ass yeah. out. You know? <laughs> oh, dude, our coach when Pop Warner when I was fighting, he brought me and these two guys together, and and he just took slam your heads, smash our heads together a bunch of times. And I'm like, later, I was like, that guy was fucking enjoying. Sick. Yeah. So okay. So you do. So um, as you proceed through um, with with the homies in the neighborhood, like what kind of basic hijinks or stuff would you get up to? Like, uh, what do you mean? I don't know. Like, uh, do, were there activities that generally other people would do that you maybe you saw or whatever? Like, did you start out small or were you sl- were people slanging or like how did it all work? Well, out? like I said. Everything, uh, and by that point, I've already experienced all that, you know. Like, I was yeah. already selling dope with my father, you know. Yeah, like, I've already been to you know, gang meetings, I've seen you know, people being dealt with in the backyard for whatever you know, reasons, right? Or whatever their fallouts were, or whatever. Right. So, so it's like all, like all, all of that, like all of that, you know, like 
when I started chilling with the homies, I already knew what it was about. You know, I already knew when to react, when to jump, who my enemies were, you know, like uh, writing uh, again. That's at that point, my focus on my art became graffiti, you know, writing, tagging, uh, all, all of that. You know, now now I'm at a point where that creative part of me is going towards uh um like what i was what i was putting forth was more for my gang culture right versus you know me trying to be an actual artist painter or something like that right i mean and i was not even viewing what i was doing as art that was just my way of getting myself known climbing the ranks getting my respect putting the neighborhood out there putting my name out there who i'm rolling with and so forth you know what i mean right going um you know going to the enemies and and hitting up so they see that you were there or whatever you know like was all, there... all of those things were the things that i started to do and and you know that's that's how you're building your reputation you know was like, there a homie that you were looking up to at that time oh uh, there was a few you know like there, i i have i have a few homies who you know like i said they were all most most of the fellas that i was uh hanging around with were were older than me you know uh, um i have a real small circle you know? yeah I, mean, I had a real small circle but uh we've always been tight and and i like i said i had i had good uh, I, I mean, it's. I know a lot of people are like, well, how can somebody, nobody's guiding you if you're living that lifestyle, whatever you know. But I, survi- I survived for a reason, you know, because yeah. I, I was taught certain things that you need to know and understand in order to survive in that type of lifestyle. What's what like I mean? the most important one that you need to know in order to survive in that lifestyle? And that your enemy is usually the person closest to you. Damn. This shit, this shit fucks me up, man. <laughs> this shit fucks me up. Yeah, well, let it be a lesson to you, boy. <laughs> ah, because I, it's only it it, 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 it may, it may not necessarily be true, but having that mentality is gonna always this keep you on your p's and q's. You know, it's same thing with a Godfather. I'm like, I sit there and I'm like, okay, I can see, you know, all right. And then then it's like, okay, we're going to be loyal. We're going to fucking do all this shit. And we're going to fucking carry, you know, push push whatever we need to push. And blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, well, what's the most important thing? It's like, well, be careful of the people closest to you. And I'm like, what the the fuck, man? Godfather said it best. Keep your enemy. Yeah, but how the fuck can you sleep? I can't sleep like that. Keep your enemies closer. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. closer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You know what? It'll be the people you trust that come at you when you're down. You know what? what, My first. How am I gonna sleep? How am I gonna get married? How am I gonna have a baby? How am I gonna fucking? I can't do that and be like, because under that, I'm gonna look at my wife like, hey, what are you up to, bitch? What are you up to? Yeah. So you can't sleep like that. Fifteen years. I'm barely getting sleep. Man, <laughs> you so, know. <laughs> so, what era would this like in in terms of you being with the homies and being in in and out there in the street? Like, what era? What decades are we talking about? Uh, probably like 89, 90, 91, 92. Yeah, you know, what was what, what music? What what were you listening to at that? Oh, time? I was bumping uh, Compton's Most Wanted. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, DJ Quick. You know, yeah. sugar free, too short, high C, yeah. NWA, too short, yeah. NWA. You know, yeah. they were going through their little mishaps around that time too. You know, uh, you were listening to that? Oh yeah, that was the birth of gangster rap <laughs> yeah. on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was Ice that time. T, yeah, oh, Ice T, Ron Pays, uh, here I am, six in so. the morning. 
six in the morning. Uh, I'm sitting here trying to get my coffee, and I look over my. Who do I see driving up? Was just rolling up there. What kind of car were you rolling in, Trey? Uh, we had the Regals, the Monte Carlos, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Cutlass. This is me right now. Man. man, who's playing that loud music at six a.m.? Goddamn it! I'm gonna tell that motherfucker to shut the Turn fuck up. Oh, 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 it's that Monte Carlo. Oh, well, those guys in there look kind of dangerous. I'm not gonna say. It. I'm gonna nod. Good morning. Yeah. I have. So so okay. Go ahead. Uh, so what what uh. You get to you, you ended up. I know you, you ended up, you know, obviously in and out the county. Mm-hmm. And uh, how old were you when you first went to went to went, went to and was incarcerated? Your, your first first prison case you went. Uh, when did you first go? My in? first prison term was in uh, um, 95, 96. I was I was fighting a, a case. What what did they claim you did? Uh, I had a, I had a robbery, I had a evading arrest, I had some assaults on the officers. Um, just a little something. Like yeah, that. I, don't, I, can't, little, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Hey man, I was looking at like fifty six years, you know, first know. first time, at, you know, as a as a an adult like my <laughs> my adult record, you know. <laughs> I don't know. What's up? Let me see. But they had. The, I, I was a high pursuit chase, so man, I had so many charges. Overachiever, bro. Overachiever. I mean, listen. How can I? How, who can count the waves? High <laughs> speed chase. Yeah. So what happened? Take that? on that. That was a. That that was that was a. a um, now they would be deemed a carjack. You know, back then they didn't have the carjack law, so mm-hmm. it was just a, a it was just deemed a robbery. That's what I ended up. Yeah, that's a popular a robbery, Southern but... California crime, bro. Yeah, oh, that was, that's carjacking was doing, L.A. Man, yeah, was dude, they would warn like you know Japanese people. They'd be like, "Hey, Japanese people, when you come to L.A., yeah. don't bring a nice car. Don't come down with your Honda Prelude all yeah. souped up yeah. because somebody might snatch that shit up. From you might you, get though. dragged up out your car <laughs> yeah. right through the window, bro." Yeah. It happens, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, hi, wait a second. That's kind of like an old timey crime because it doesn't sound like people do car. Ja- like, no, I don't. No you don't read about do it anymore. As much now. Right. I mean, especially yeah, since now, Corona. Now, it's, it's a life coronavirus. Yep. That's basically you either get the kidnapping or that, and yeah. both, both of them carry life sentences yeah, now. It. Yeah, but so, um, so you know, generally speaking, how does a how does a real because you watch movies and you know there's like some dude with a do rag like break yourself, yeah. sucker. How <laughs> because it, it used to be used to be like a GTA or an auto theft. Yeah. That's what it was. And then it turned into when you grab the person, that can be considered a kidnapping. Because you, you move the them, you yeah. move right. them like an inch. Yeah. Right. Or you pull them away from the car and throw them a few feet. That you seems kidnap like the kidnapping. opposite of a kidnapping because you're yeah, kind of like there you go. Yeah. But there you go. But there you go. Then they made the carjacking law. And that's it's like that's a life sentence. So I think when it was going down, you could do it. Yeah. So so let me ask you a question. So like generally speaking, right? Uh, how does like how does it really go down when you do like do you do you how do you know the car you're gonna jack and all this other shit? Well, I mean, it, shit. If it was a specific car we were going through, you're gonna just find it. You know, right. you're gonna search for it. But right. there, there was random things that you know we were young, we were doing. You know, Dayton's were a big thing back then. Rams. Shit, that was. That was fifteen hundred, two thousand, right there. You know, with right. the tires and shit. So, 
you got caught slipping at the red light and I just happened to pull them next to you, I'm going to jump out, you know? Right. <laughs> Run up on you and ask you Money. politely or I'm going to take that shit from you, you know? And that's right. The, that was, that was it, the thing to do it, back then, it, you know? <laughs> did it ever get to a point where, like, the person you jacked was kind of aware of what was happening and, like, they didn't make you go through all the all the stuff? You're like, look. The rigmarole? Right, you're like, yeah. Excuse yeah. me. This is a um, this is a carjacking, <laughs> and we can do this the easy way or the hard way. If you want to, just step outside your car, and I'll leave, and we'll just leave it at that. Did it get to that point? Uh, well, there's one in particular that I caught the high pursuit chase on. That that one was pretty much just that easy, you know. Really? But I I uh, uh, I think in hindsight, it was because I followed the person. He pulled up, jumped out the car. I pulled up behind him jumped out the car at that point he should have knew what was going on he's right. at home i'm pulling up in his driveway walking up to him mm. <sighs> you know he puts the key in the house and hesitated <sighs> you know and, and when he opened the door and see me pull out the burner on him you know i told him look you can go in there and i'm gonna still take the keys or you could just hand them to me and he handed them to me right and i left right you know so it was just i think Tell the truth. Was it Donald Trump? I wish. Did you contact Donald Trump? So wait a second. He was our, so if let's say he's already parked, I mean, and you're like how like do you run to the car with the keys? Uh I just walked up nonchalantly to tell you. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this person just made it real easy, you know. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Did you figure so did he call the police? No, I, I got I was out fucking around in that car for like three days. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that, that he was, was taking it to get washed and shit. Yeah, yeah, party, yeah, gang banging. Hey, all you that want shit. a double double? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it just ended up, you know, a, a random. Uh, so how? But, what? So how did the I, end, get I ended up pulling up to a stop sign where a cop was pulling up <sighs> on the side of me. Okay, and I kind of was like waiting for him to go, and he was like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah you go." <laughs> you know, I, you. Yeah, once he got behind I me, I just told I told that. the passenger like, "Hey, you better put your seatbelt <laughs> on." You know, cause <laughs> I go. This is it. You know, game time. <laughs> well, so wait a second. But if he pulled up behind you, uh, he, he's gonna run the plates. Yeah, right. right. So by that did, point, it's that, gonna that, come up stolen. So yeah. the guy did report it stolen. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. he hadn't ran him yet. This is the thing. So, what so when he hit the light on me and I pulled over the area where I was, the the let's say the curb area like where you would pull over yeah. there was no curb so where you pull over was dirt okay so i pulled over i put the emergency brake up i leave the car on oh. put it in neutral oh right yeah. and i'm just letting it idle while he's walking up you're the reason why the cops would be like turn the car off <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they created that because of right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets behind the car walking up and right. i see him like he's noticing the car's on so when he starts to Unbuckle his 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 gun. <laughs> I hit the gas on yeah. him. Yeah, all the dirt rocks kick up, right? So right, I create yeah. this big ass cloud. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's how it sounded. And it was there. I was off to the races. Oh, so he hadn't even run the plates, but you 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 made a decision. You were like, I'm not gonna sit here and talk yeah, to this guy nah. for five minutes. Let him pull out the gun. He could buy an extra five seconds you with know? him walking that's up. It. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you know why I pulled you over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, know. So I they, almost got away. I almost got away. I take off, right? Yeah. I, I hit maybe like three blocks. I, I hang a right turn. 
when I hang a right turn, there's two lanes in front of me with like four cars in each lane. In about what right? area of LA is this? I'm in like Laverne. Okay. Uh, you know, in All right. San Gabriel Valley out yeah. that that area. So when I made this right turn, I damn near made a right turn into the back of a car. So oh. I had to swerve around that car and go in between, you know, four cars on each side of the lane and I'm banging every car down the middle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> These cars are waiting because there's a a, a the train the railroad uh Tra- uh, oh, which no. call it came down right mm-hmm. oh, no. so at the time remember they just started they just built the metro link mm-hmm. right so I, I bust through the damn yeah i bust through it yeah i'm not stopping down? so when i hit it's the like gas a- and i bust through it i happen to look to my right and i i'm talking about like within two seconds that damn metro link missed us to where the preludes like uh uh it, it fishtailed because of <laughs> because of the, the 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 air you know of the right the speed of the 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 metro uh, passing us so i think we're look, good though yeah, yeah look, i'm good the right, train's rolling by right cops stuck behind it we're right, gone right 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 ah, that metro only lasted like three seconds oh, it was a <laughs> short one it was a short one bro that, i didn't know they only fly by i thought it was like a real train right. you know like, yeah. we thought it was one of them santa fe's you yeah, yeah, like yeah, 12 yeah. minutes passing uh, by no. nightliner yeah, sunset dude. cruiser damn ain't that a bitch you know when you gotta take a fucking piss the train will be like when you're trying to shake the heat it's just like one car yeah he needed a train track but he crossed over a fucking a metro link yeah yeah he flew right by you know, opened, it, opened it wide up for him. Dude, I think we should watch this movies where like the bad guy gets away and the train takes forever and he's like, that ain't real. That ain't never gonna happen. That's not never gonna happen. I'm thinking the cops chasing him were like, well, that was dumb. What are you yeah, up to what the thing for? <laughs> Should have just waited. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do that for? Yeah. <laughs> so they're, after, after, they're, they're after on that, you, bro. How fast that, you going? That was it, man. I reached, I think, like 130, 140. That, that, yeah, that, that, that prelude was was souped up, man. Like, yeah. I, I didn't even really know what I and, what I had, had took, you know. But And your passenger was like, was he having a good time or what was he yeah, doing? Yeah, we're you know, we're just being jackasses, but we had we had a a bunch of weed on us. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're over there bumping fucking you know, Dr. Dre and shit. Oh, we had the yeah. sunroof open, helicopter above us. You know and I me, mean? they dude, they, you were in a video. Yeah, so you we thought we were in our own rap video. You yeah. know, we started lighting up joints and it was like, you know fuck what? it, you know. You know what we ought to do is uh, we ought to get you as like a consultant on these fucking movies and be like, yeah, this guy can tell you exactly how it goes. Yeah. Well, dude, so what Dre song do you can you recall what it was? Uh, shit, we put it was a few of them because I, I think. Uh, I think was it like is this it? <laughs> no, that's not pumped up enough. No, that one that was when we crashed. <laughs> that was on a that's a whole nother story. We, All right, we flipped the car and I woke up and that was the only song <laughs> bumping at four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, real man. talk. Yeah, that's real talk. I love it. All right, so um yeah, okay, so you fucking go to the train, it's like a short ass train. Now, by now, can, do you look behind you? Yeah, How many cop cars do you see behind you? At that point, it was just the first one. But by the time I hit the next signal, yeah. there was one on each side. Oh, so every, and do they know how to drive? They're waiting, yeah. Well, they do. But this is 
Uh, don't try this at home. Yeah, listen, this is where <laughs> this is a cautionary yeah, tale. Do not do not try this at home. Bro. Right. We're saying not to the do The reason this. why I had all the, the assaults on the, the police officers was because I started driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. So that the people on the right side of the road would swerve to the wrong side of the road because the cops weren't gonna follow me on the wrong side of the road. Genius. So it kept buying me time. Genius. But there would be another one at the next right. main light so they just keep coming. <laughs> yeah. I broke through a few roadblocks, you know. Did you how, I, did, I, is it like in the movies where there's like a couple of cops standing with their guns and they see you ain't breaking and they yeah, run? Yeah, they will break. But <laughs> the thing was, I was going so damn fast, they were not being, uh, they didn't have the time to set up. Oh. I kept making it right as I'm watching them about to set up. Oh. So I was just busting Are through. they trying to throw the spike strips? They, they couldn't even get them out. But right. that was Dude, the first was, thing they tried, but I already passed them before mm-hmm. they could throw the spikes out, you know, so... I mean, they, they, at, at the end, I just went until I crashed. You know what I mean? Dude, so think about that. I mean, really think about what that looks like. I mean, at 130. Triggs on 130 was a, a prelude? On the prelude. On the prelude. Right? That shit was Souped up prelude. <laughs> Turbo. Yeah, that fool buddy. had like 150 G's in the. In the in it's the, like a 911, in bro. In the engine. Right. <laughs> right? And he's sitting there. And he's driving so fast that they're trying to call ahead to the, the to the five zero to be like, okay, go ahead of him and close. Convert. And and so he's just squeaking by like Indiana Jones when the fucking gate <laughs> comes down. He's like, Mrah. and he's watching, and they can't even get the fucking strip out yet. Yeah. Right. Listen, really kids, getting a matter. Hey, all you kids on a fucking couch is the wrong <laughs> thing to fucking do. <laughs> Don't even try to do it. Trigger yeah. here's Don't a even professional. Think about it. Disclaimer. Can, Disclaimer. Can, hey, listen, I can tell by them right now. They've had hey. it too easy. They can't. They don't even know how. That's to. my son now is going to use that against nah, me. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you did it, Dad. No, no, no. Papa made. He's the got mi- a Lexus too. Hey, Papa made the mistake, so you don't have to. Right? Listen, you ain't no fucking until you. Dad, Take me on a high speed chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. You guys are too soft to handle this kind of shit. So just stay out of it. All right. So, so then, all right. So it's going, going. So then, what happens? Man, I made, I made, I'm going through. I went through a few cities. I went through, uh, like I said, Laverne. I went through uh, San Dimas, Covina. And then uh, it's just I went through like Baldwin Park. Uh, I ended up in Baldwin Park. That's where I, I you finally crashed or whatever. Oh, but I, it's because the st- the street that I was going down was like a long main street, four four lane uh, street. So yeah. at the end of that street, you could either make a left turn or a right turn. You know, it's not a it's not a four way intersection, mm-hmm. and it's a rock quarry. Maybe from you know where the the, the light is at the end of that particular road. There's a little ditch, and if that ditch ain't there, the next cliff you hit is the rock quarry. Okay. You know, so that's like a 200-foot drop. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I hit the telephone, I mean the light pole, doing like 120, no break, nothing. I just popped my door open, and I just remember looking at my boy, the passenger, and just told him, you know, you ready? And he was like, what? I told him we're crashing, and I just heard an explosion. I already knew I only had like a second or two to tell him because that's how fast we were going before mm-hmm. the, the the road was going to end, you know. So once once we crashed, the only thing that saved me was the airbag. Um, he still had his seatbelt on. I took mine off I for whatever reason, you know, like you were getting I was like, I'm not going to get trapped in the car. 
Right, you know, right, like right. I know that seems stupid. I mean, it is stupid that I took the seatbelt off. You right. Because what if the fucking airbag didn't work? You know. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. <laughs> you know, uh, split uh, second decisions. It worked, man. It worked. I popped my seatbelt off. We crashed. The airbag blew up. The door flew open. Uh, I remember, I pushed the bag down. I jumped out. When I looked to my left, I just seen headlights coming at me, and I dove right back into the car and. It was a police officer uh, because I didn't break. He didn't have time to break. Instead of slamming into me, he swerved and took the whole door off of the car. Literally, you know, mm -hmm. like he went over the curb and landed in that ditch. He went and landed in that ditch. He may have went over that cliff and, you know, things would have been worse for me because I, right. I would have had a, you know, a, a lot more serious case sure. right. back then. Yeah, you know right. I mean? So I, I mean, I took off running, and, and, and they called the canines in, and you know, but there's uh, he, there's uh, he's running. Called the choppers. Oh, a little faster than that. Yeah, he was running faster than that. <laughs> I think that was jogging. Yeah. That's not like Bigfoot yeah. walking over Louisville uh, State. Uh, Here, let me speed it. Let me, speed, let me some, speed it up. So we say boat shit, you know. <laughs> That's like a little hey, kid I hitting, running. I was hitting fences with barbed wire yeah, and all kinds of yeah, shit, you yeah. know, like that adrenaline right there. <laughs> Sounds like, like a baby gone. running in some weed. <laughs> yeah, you see that? Come on, dog. <laughs> like Slow a toddler. Slow down, police. Slow down. Hey, baby. Trigger, come here. Hey, yeah. I <laughs> Listen, I got to go with what YouTube's got, man. Let's see what. Yeah. All right, so basically yeah. it was like an obstacle course because you were jumping over shit. Yeah, I was hopping over shit and, you know, I mean, at that point, you know, they already had helicopters. There. Like, I, I knew, like, there's nowhere to go, you know what I mean? You're just going to try and hide whatever. So how did they finally get you? Like, did you hit a wall or what happened? Well, I, I seen that everything was pretty much surrounded. Like, no matter where I looked, <sighs> I could see ahead, like, bridges. They, I mean, they really had shit blocked off, you right, know what I mean? Right, right. And, and um, I ended up in some, like, mobile home, uh, went and hid under a truck or uh, I think it was a truck. And, you know, when you're, you're – uh, you run, like you say, you jog. So you know when you over exhaust yourself and you you just get like tired, where you're just gonna pass out because you've been yeah. You know you're yeah. you're exhausted. So I lay down under the truck, like oh I'm gonna just hide right here. Hopefully you know they'll take off or whatever. And I passed <laughs> out. So I didn't realize that just like I immediately just passed out. So whatever for whatever reason when I woke up, I I kind of looked to my left and I, the. The truck that I'm under was lowered. You know, back then, remember, everybody would, like, lower their trucks and yeah. shit, their mini trucks or whatever. So I could, like, barely fit under there. Yeah. So I was barely able to, like, twist my head and look to my left. And I just seen these big-ass jaws coming at me. And I, I because I'm on my stomach, Dog. all I do is lift my arm up. Right. You know what I mean? Man, that sucker snatched my arm and he just drug, drug me like a rag doll. Canine. <laughs> Canine. Oh, man. That, that's, how they, that's how they ended up tracking me down with the canine, you know? It it, 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 it like, dog bites hurt. Oh, hell yeah, they hurt. That fuck, those fuckers and, are hey, All that shit, hit him in the nose. Yeah, and nah, you go ahead and hit him in the nose and piss his ass off. He's you gonna know bite your ass hard. Right. <laughs> that shit don't work. You know, you know what's like about two inches from the nose? A bunch of fucking teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, that was crazy, man. Like, man, that'll just take the fight right. Yeah. You know what? Mike Tyson said everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like that's like triple true when you got a plan until you get bit by the dog. 
Yeah. That just takes plan the after right. that is just <laughs> <laughs> hold him back, you know. Uh, so did so the police must have um really been happy and thanked you and grateful for giving them some exercise, right? Yeah, nah. Uh uh you don't make them run. Yeah, That's they the last hate thing you want to do is make them run. Yeah. Especially yeah. if they gotta jump fences with barbed wire and get their hands and shit all sliced up, you know. Right. Like, they they didn't they didn't uh take too lightly to that. <laughs> I've always, you know what? But I did get compliments on my driving. Yeah, you driving skills. I appreciate you not. All of them were like, who the fuck taught you how to drive? (laughs) And who did? I I just, I don't know. I was just. The Amadeus. All the carjackings. The Amadeus of high speed chases, man. You know what's also interesting is, you know when he's like, yeah, they had bridges, they had fucking this, they had that. In my head, I'm in situations that have been like that, in the midst of the madness, in the back of my head, I'm always assessing you have to. all these things that they're doing yeah. because I'm saying to myself, that's it's a lot of manpower. Yeah. That costs a lot of money. Like, because I know they're, the deeper I'm really getting, mad at you right really now. Mad, like, the more shit they're setting up yeah. is the more money and time, which ultimately means you're doing more yeah. time. Because if you had to make them do all this all for that, you, you're right. pay for it. I, I remember when they when they came down in Hollywood. Um, uh, me and Polly, and they came down on Polly and me separately. But when they came down, I remember the fucking them swarming my front yard, and they're being fucking choppers. And I look and I see all the streets closed off, and these choppers and all these do- SWAT team. And I'm like, oh, this shit just cost them a <laughs> gang good. of money, bro. This is not good, bro. They went to great lengths to get me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And yeah, that shit ends up costing you on the back end. <laughs> Yeah, they letting you know that what? slide. That's they letting up. that slide, bro. That's yeah. fucked up, though, because that might be like at the like administrative level, like the desk jockey level. But you know, each one of the individual guys, they've been waiting to do something. Of course, yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. The whole point is like yeah, SWAT at, is like after they run. whoop your ass, they compliment yeah. you like, "Hey, man, that was cool. Hey, you did this." And they're like, Cracking jokes like this shit's funny, up, you know? Yeah, taking like, their gear on and off. Like, <laughs> they wanted to see how this shit works. Right, dude, you, I, this is kind of unrelated, but I'm going to say it anyways. Like, I watched this video on, uh, like, when animals attack, you know, which is, like, one of my favorite things. And one of the ones was when a circus elephant went nuts, right? Mm. Like, one minute he's inside the tent and the clown's like, uh, go over here, Simba. And then, <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden the, the, the elephant, you could see it in its trunk. He was like, nah, you know not what? Today. Today's not the day. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as he turned on the clown, he picked the clown up and smacked him on the ground. <laughs> Everyone is tired of shit. <laughs> he starts feeling out. Man. And yeah, then the, yeah. the elephant was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> he was like, Africa in the house. And he ran and he ran through the through the through the through the tent, knocked the tent over, ran into the street. Now all the people in the street are like, all of a sudden there's this giant elephant running down, right? It took the cops. Point zero seconds to get a giant gun out and shoot the fucking elephant. (laughs) And you know, as sad as that is, you know those cops have been waiting all their goddamn (laughs) time to do something. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's like the greatest day on the job. It's interesting how those elephants are able to use their trunks. Like they're like fucking experts with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're like damn. You knock that dude out with that shit like a lasso. (laughs) You're like damn. They really know how to use that shit. Well, dude, it's like their fifth fucking arm or whatever you want to call. Man, so all right. So when you got cracked on all of that, it, was that a plea deal thing? Too? That that one was. That was my first strike, which at the time wasn't. They weren't deemed strikes, you right? Know? I think three strikes came in '94. 
94, somewhere around. Oh, there, yeah, so 90, 93. I took a plea right before it for just a robbery. Yeah. You know, which robberies back then, you know, 90 days. Right. 60 days. Right. You know, so. They weren't looking to try to create a workforce. Yeah, and and I was just, I just got, uh, um, by chance, I got offered a good, well, in my in my eyes was a good deal at the time where I was, all right, I'll take the county lid, go do a year, which at the time you're only doing 30 days, 45 days, you know, so perfect yeah. deal for me. You know, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. next cool. time I come back, though, that strike is hanging over me. Mm. So... There goes your halftime and and doubled you up. Know, everything's double and mm. now you're getting into to to longer sentences and stuff like that. You know, so that's and, that ended up biting in me, me in the ass later on. You know, and then uh, so that was your so you're saying that, that that led to your first stint in an in actual prison. It was a factor in uh, me always facing larger numbers of sentences right so my first term was uh my first prison term was after uh, uh possession right you know this is at the time i'm willing dealing hustling doing my thing you know yeah. serving whatever i picked up a, a a sales charge and again because of the strike you know 16 months two years whatever is now you know four years six years eight years and are you, you know? still drawing during all this time i am like i said at the time you know i'm gangbanging in my 20s teens so i'm using my artistic skills as you know promoting the neighborhood graffiti all of that right. so not in the manner in which i'm using it now you know right what I mean? but you're still <laughs> but i i'm still like yeah, I used to draw. I used to do, do you know murals and uh, uh, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, um, tatting. I started tatting uh, around uh, sixteen, fifteen. I started tatting. So in the, in that sense, like that was the forms of art that I was doing. What's versus the, the stuff that I do now? You know. What's the difference <laughs> between drawing on paper and drawing on skin? Uh, drawing on skin is forever. Yeah, but as I mean, long as that skin is there, you know, as long as that individual, no there. mistakes but allowed. Yeah, there's no, no erasing. Racing. There's right. no erasing. You know, so that's that's the difference. You know, draw, drawing on skin is like drawing with pen. You know, if you if you can master drawing with pen, you know, freehanding. Yeah, you should be all right drawing. I mean, uh, tatting. You know, with, was with there anyone gun. that you tatted where like it you, you their skin was so bumpy and fucked up that like. It's not that you made a mistake, but their skin's just—it's like crazy. Uh, uh, I, uh, I don't know about bumpy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, there's people who you know have stretch marks, scars, stuff like that. So that those types of things do matter. You know what I mean? Do you ever try to? It's hard. It's a little harder. But you do know, you ever try to incorporate a stretch mark and be like, "What I'll do is I'll make this like a lightning yeah, bolt." Yeah, make it a road map. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, depends what the. The client wants, you right. know, but I've I've done cover ups like birthmarks, uh, scars, yeah, C sections, shit like that. And you know. started all this, yeah. Imagine too, man. He started a tattoo out there at like he said, fifteen, sixteen, with a homemade gun, with mm -hmm. a prison gun, yeah, you yeah, know, prison made with it's with a, a with a customer with a customer and an audience that might not be so forgiving if you fuck up, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it's again, it goes back to conditioning. Mm. He, these are things that he's going to learn to utilize later on in his. Prison career, correct? When I was 14, 15, I was already 
you know i was ditching school and doing you know right uh my father passed away again at that time i'm hanging around my homeboys or whatever i ha- i had a really good uh one of my older homies you know his name was marty boy he's he was from the neighborhood older homie sat me down you ain't gonna uh if you ain't gonna go to school whatever like i understand you know like uh you're more than welcome to show up here, which he had his whole garage hooked up as a, a tattoo shop. You right. Know? That was his craft. That was his skill. Right. You know, he was out on parole, whatever, and he chose that as his career choice. Right. Had the parole officer purchase all his equipment and everything, right? So all right. The only way I was allowed to stay there, being that I was supposed to be in school, was I had to draw. I had to sit there, draw, and um, he... he I didn't realize it then, but I was being apprenticed. Right. Right. And the only reason was because, you know, what he was, what he told me at the time was like, look, I understand what you're going through. You know, I know your, you know, your pops was, was good friend of mine, whatever. And the best way that I feel I can help you is to teach you how to tat and stuff because I see you're already drawing. And if that's, you know, because he knew I, was doing all the graffiti shit. Right, so he's he like, that's something that you're doing already. And at that time, I started scratching a couple of homies here and there. Did he? Did know. he? Did he hear the legend of the gold prospector? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but but he heard the name already. Yeah. So I was. I he took me under the wing, you know, and he he was like, "Look, man, like he knew the path you're heading down. You know, if 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 you're gonna, you know, uh, uh, be a man and stand on your own two feet, you better be able to feed yourself." Right. The only way you're going to be able to feed yourself is if you have some type of skill. So if you learn this, you're never going to go without when you're in prison, mm. jail, whatever, mm. you know. And um, that that became my, my, my bread and butter, you know what I mean? Let me ask you something, Triggs. Through, through this process and, like, you know, as we get into your preteens and, 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 and early on prison, was there, um, did you cross the bridge with drugs? And I'm, I'm not talking about oh, like yeah, ex- just basically drinking and smoking weed, but did would there, there come a point in time where you dabbled or tried or experimented with something? I did everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I was off the chain. I, I did coke. I did PCP. I did shrooms, acid, uh, you know, weed, uh, crystal meth, fucking hash. I mean, you name it, man. I mm-hmm. did. I did it all. I tried heroin. I've never used a needle. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can honestly say, you know, on uh, uh, never in my life have I used a needle, you mm-hmm. know, for for any drug at at any given point or time, you know. And was that because that was just because of like you said, when you go through that experience, you're like, you know what, I'm not going to be an alcoholic or whatever. For me, it was like I'm never going to use a needle, right, 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 you know right, 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 right. But um, I dabbled in everything, you know. Like mm-hmm. I dabbled in everything, you know. I did, I did. Uh, you know, I got addicted to coke. You know, I, I can. I mean, I you was able. Do, I was able to get past that. But shit. you ever trip out? You on don't LA? think you're you're addicted at the time, but shit. You know, basically, I was addicted if I was doing it every damn day. You know, right? You think right. you're running a monkey because you're maintaining. <laughs> you have it all the time. You got money in your pocket. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not like that guy smoked out with nothing. You know, <laughs> right? Right? You're still right. addicted, damn right, it. You know, right, right, <laughs> you're, not, you're not crawling yeah. out of an alley. You're able to a, justify it. Yeah. You're not crawling yeah. out of an alley with a broken yeah, foot but, asking. People but, to call nine one one. Right, right. right. <laughs> nah, I was just on a good one, running around, you know, pointing um, guns at everybody. <laughs> what about women, dude? So let me ask you this, because uh, we got a lot of we got a lot of guys that are um, 
you know, they ain't they ain't so tight with the ladies, you know, they they want to live through vicariously. How how old were you when you got to first know a woman? Uh 13. 13. I, 13, I would yeah. think for an artist in and also a guy that was involved in some of the things you were involved in that uh, women were never a challenge for you. Like you were always kind of able to pull chicks or whatever. Uh, well, I've never been without one, so I guess you're right. <laughs> I mean, but that sounds like a like a, a humble. I mean, no, that was a modest, like well, you know, I don't know what it's like to walk through the desert. I, mean, you know. I mean, I've had plenty. Right, I've had plenty. Right, you know, like I had, I had fun. You know, I've had my share, but. Did you ever fall I've never in love? Looked at it like you ever that. fall in love and had your heart broken, Trigger? Oh, sure, of course. Who was really? the Who was the one? Right. I mean, don't say the name; you don't have to. But like, what was the circumstance where you're like, "Man, that fucking hurt." Never again. I am never falling <laughs> in love fucking again. Shit, every time. <laughs> <laughs> See, he is an artist. Every fucking time. See, that's you know? an artist right there. <laughs> that's an artist. You know? Yeah. Hey, turn down the. Uh, I gotta take it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, every time, and then, do you ever have you ever tattooed any woman's name on your body? Yeah, I I did have my uh, the the mother of my children. Okay, covered that. You know, it yeah. didn't work out. I got my sister's names on me and my daughter, so those are like the only female names that I have on me now. You know, you know that's a safe bet. Even 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 if it's not going to work out with the mother, at least it's still the mother of the children. That's always going to put her in a in a place of regard. You could put that. Absolutely, absolutely. I got the wife, the mother of my kids. Right. And I think other other girlfriends and stuff have been like, yeah. "Dude, you gonna? Are I'm you like? Yeah. When are you gonna? Yeah. Cover that? I'm like, I ain't I ain't covering that up. Man, you know, I got her. Bro, I got her, we go, her name. Bro. And then, but you know, I know something, bro. I was like, you know, I put up. I maybe should have gone with names. I went with like huge portraits of the girlfriend. And, like, and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm one of those guys like, no, Note to like, self. Uh, keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> because let me tell you something, man. Like, as soon as you put it on, that's like a message to the universe destroy this relationship <laughs> make this not work so as soon as you put somebody's name on you it's not gonna work you, out but you tattoo you tattoo the portrait you show the woman and she starts crying you go why are you crying i thought you'd be happy and she goes that means we're gonna break up soon oh man i got names on me man, I, got, look, and I don't uh, believe in like the void and all that shit you know, like, <laughs> the bullet hole yeah dude like it's, it's there it's yeah. part of me live with yeah. it or not but the, you know, kids' names, man, you're, you're going to keep. I got my daughter and yeah, I my, have son's my son's name on. Right, right, right. Or I, I always claim the other name is like a daughter, like a stepdaughter. <laughs> so, yeah, I did that until I got in trouble, though, because the, the, my woman was like, she's like, who's that? And I'm like, that's my daughter. Your daughter's name is Shaliqua? Anyway, that was not good, bro. Come on Listen, now. I throw a million of them out <laughs> there. See what some sticks. Of them, some see of them ain't going to be good. Yeah, what do you so, want me to tell you know what? That's the way. That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. <laughs> so, um, so, T, take us. Like I know that uh, we know, got about seven minutes to the midpoint because we got to take a break. We got to flush out the channels. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I want. I want to. Uh, I want Triggs to kind of put us up on. Um, you know how where he how he ended up getting how he ended up getting stretched out. And, and what what removed uh, trigger for a long time away from all of us, um, but we're gonna get to that. 
in a in a we we could episode. do it right now actually we could set it all up say so you want to ask okay so basically trigger I, I'd like to make the way the audience wait right till part two this part is where we talk about tickling their ass with a feather yeah you're gonna have to wait, <laughs> wait man so we're wait, not gonna go there. you're gonna have to listen to part two to yeah, find out how much time well, let's let's tantalize these fuck faces how long was he down for <laughs> Jesus um fifteen. 15, 15 years. years. And and yeah. this isn't even related to the high-speed chase and all that other stuff, no, right? No, this is all no, this is a whole different gears case. down the line. Right. And and was it an easy plea process, or was it a complicated trial situation? No, I, I went to trial uh, three times. That's enough seasoning. Uh, is there anything else we want to draw out here? No, let's... Uh, three trials? Know, it's, it's, I hadn't even heard of that. Hey, hold on tight. OJ Make sure only, you OJ only got one. <laughs> Make sure you tune back in. Yeah, yeah. Because we're gonna take you on a journey. Yeah, and you know what? This our is, honestly, this is for the safety of the listener because this story that we've told up to this point has uh, promulgated your corpuscle so much that if we don't relieve depression now, you might have a stroke. Yeah, it's right. A little bit too much. This to is for your safety. This is a safety measure. And uh, real quick, Steve, anything you want to want the listeners to know? Um, they want to go to Supermax to find out what's going on or what's the deal? Yeah, man, we got some, you know, uh, what I will say is uh, Unauthorized Inc., Una Inc. UI. UI, at Unauthorized Inc. Um, we're going to give up Joe's Instagram, uh, the next handle. Uh, okay. You know, All right. You know, so because we want to we want to want to tell his story, but. Uh, you can find Joe over at uh, Una Inc. Um, we'll talk more about that. I want to give a shout out to uh, 310 Raised. Oh, 310 Raised. They sent some gear over. You guys are looking out for us. Yeah. Yep. We got some gear, all of us. Sean, Chumahan, me. Thank you, you guys, over at 310 Raised. Uh, yeah. Imagine how many sales they're going to have when we handsome men put on their wares. Absolutely. <laughs> I also want to give a. Uh, Oh, you know what? Let me just do this correctly, and let me say this. Um, let me say uh, it's at three one zero raised gear. Okay? Right, that's their Instagram. Check them right. out. Shout out to you guys. Thank you for the product you sent. Uh, shout out to Enzo's Pizzeria in Westwood. If you want real pizza, if you want real pizza, uh, at Supermax Hardware. Right, Supermax Hardware. It's coming at you. Um, the Hard Luck Show. Well, wait, wait. Well, what's your favorite law firm? Oh, well, that I, I put that in your hands. I let you do that part, bro. Yeah. If you need any legal help, <laughs> who do we see? Legal help. If you want to fucking win. Yeah, that's really <laughs> it. If you want to win. I want to fuck win. and win at the same yeah! time. <laughs> that's ovandobowen.com. I'm the Bowen. My wife's the Ovando. We are the team. Expungements. You want shit off your jacket? You want to fucking come clean? You want to be able to put down on your job application? Were you ever convicted of a felony? No, motherfucker, I wasn't. <laughs> come see me. You forget anything, bro. In this show, you heard me take a call from a client to make sure it wasn't an emergency. I am not one of them fat-ass attorneys that you can never get a hold of. This guy's a professor at law, you guys. I'm Listen. Professor at law. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I love being a lawyer because I love art. If you listen to the show, you know I love arguing. Yeah. Right? Now put that to work for you. 
Ooh. Absolutely. All right. So wait, we're wait. gonna say so long. Oh, hey. blue eyes. Oh, blue eyes. Are oh, you blue sick? eyes. Oh, one second. What, what you... At vibes right. papers and at cookies. Right. Okay. Guys. Right. You know what? And um, I want to say that. Uh, oh, blue eyes might have something to say. Yes. Oh, blue eyes. What do you? You got anything to say? Right. Got any now? plugs, buddy? Uh. You can hit me up if you need some audio editing, whatever. I'm ready. I need some money. <laughs> oh, you guys just woke up. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, bro. That was so great, dude. It was like this. It was like, contact me. I need money. <laughs> Let me stretch right here. Dude, you should hear his phone message, dude. Chuck, can you do a survivor? Can you edit that last part out? <laughs> no, no. It was so great. It was like this. It was, I was like, oh, Blue, I took me like 10 minutes to say it and he's like uh yeah i need to get fucking paid too call me up i need money i need money i should call and let you hear his voicemail because his voicemail sounds like he just woke up sounds like he just finished his last chicken popeye <laughs> yeah I need money. all right listen. all right listen how we say about this time is right adios amigos ciao ciao